Welcome to Digital Hospitality. My name is Sean Walchuk with Cali Barbecue Media. Today we are doing a behind the scenes tour with the CEO of Farmers Insurance Open, Marty Gorsuch. Welcome to, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, my first podcast. Be gentle with me today. <laughs> we will be very gentle. Uh, we're very excited. Give us a quick breakdown of what's happening next week. Well, the Farmers Insurance Opens uh, kind of San Diego's annual event and showcase of all things San Diego. So while we've got great tournament golf here and, and lots to be said on that with Tiger Woods and all the other great athletes, it's also a huge signature event for our city. We live in a great event town. This is the only event we have that's on national television annually, international television actually on an annual basis. So it really is a big undertaking, a lot more than some people realize it is. And it's grown a lot in the last few years to go from kind of that, that golf tournament that happens up at Torrey Pines to one of those kind of don't miss events in town. Well, it's such a don't miss event. You've done such a great job that even US Opens have come here. Yes, yeah, we've, we've with, with the city kind of really enhanced the look and feel of this course really elevated the experience and the quality of, of the course and the build out, which you'll see when we're out there later today. And it, it put it up there on the radar of um, the USGA who runs the US Opens and helped them realize that it can be a municipal course that's still on par with all the great courses that are out there to consider. It's super exciting. How many spectators are we expecting between those uh, four days of golf? I'd say about 150,000 150,000. Big, big crowds, there's a lot of grass, but just the same, you, you keep a lot of the folks in some of the main areas where a lot of the food and drink and experiences are. So how you handle that volume of people in that kind of set area is always a, a balancing act that we're very careful with. Well, we appreciate you giving us kind of a behind the scenes of what it takes because um, having come to the event and having catered, actually, you and I met because of Ari Siegel, right. pres uh, former president of the San Diego Gulls. He introduced us and said, I think you guys should meet. You were COO at the time. I was. You said, what What kind of activation do you want to do? And turns out we did media. Yep. yep. A, a sign of things to come. Yeah, it was great so to have you there. Let's, uh, let's go check it out. Sounds good. Let's All go. Right. You guys have a couple carts? <laughs> they showed up yesterday. So how many carts are at Torrey Pines Golf Course right before now? you come? Oh, before like we come, just, it's just what's in the pro shop. So pro these shop. guys can answer, but I would tell you, you know, they use it for, for people playing. So, so how many does a typical pro shop have? We'll ask Carl. Carl, he's got he knows? Two, he's got two courses. Okay. So, oh, that's right. Two courses. That's... So he does have to manage two courses, but that's it. And then CBS carts our caterers carts and those are separate else. those that's are all... all special order that comes in after the fact and that's when it yeah it gets crazy wow. it's a lot of carts it's a ridiculous amount uh, that they have already and then you go i think we go wow. 3x that this is just normal operations for them normal operations that's not even for you that's not for you guys this is what yeah this is generally their stuff they brought in some extra you can see them side pack so they brought in extra for their needs and then this doesn't even contemplate cbs when is the course Glideport. closed when is it closed, closed course to for the public? public on monday afternoon monday last afternoon. rounds went off just before noon so we take it over for about 10 days to let the course heal and prepare and then really operationally to free everybody up that last time to really fly around. You can't be having done. balls, errant balls, when people are setting up fencing. And no, it's and letting the course heal. I mean, you'll mm -hmm. see that the course conditions are phenomenal, and that only happens. This is the most played course on the PGA Tour. Wow. Because it's a Muni. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're packing it. A lot of these are at country clubs where they're going to get half or less of the play on a daily basis. So you're going to get a lot of people out here. And with that, you've got to let the course heal and let the ball marks kind of heal up and so uh, got to close it down let the course be ready and then let the people operationally fly around and do what they need to do too without worrying about the etiquette of play going sure. on everywhere too so there's is it going to be the same for us open next year will be 10 days or is that you'll find out how it plays this year yeah and we don't operate the open yeah, that's no. another group yep. they do but they things, lean on you they they are there yeah. we've got a great working relationship but uh they do things it's the same way mlb all-star game comes into petco and takes over petco yep you try to be a good idea. neighbor yeah the yeah. difference there the padres own the ballpark yep we definitely oh, that's don't true. own the golf course, so <laughs> that's true. Um, you know, you definitely handle that situation a that little, is a bit, little differently. bit differently. True. Um, but we try to do our best to help make sure everything goes smoothly for cool. them and that they can uh, have a great experience where they're here. They definitely appreciate coming to a place sure where a tournament here. happens. Yeah. Because some of the other places the Opens played, they don't have a PGA event, wow. so they don't have kind of the history and the infrastructure. You don't have people, people like you telling them. Exactly, offering this our input. Yeah, this worked and this didn't. Yeah, watch don't, out for don't this. Don't do this. Right, yeah. instead they get to go figure it out on their own, which isn't always as fun. Discovery isn't always the No, no, absolutely, to, uh, not, for, not for live, live sporting events. Yeah. So, 
both courses are active, activated for the tournament. Thursday, Friday, we play on both. Thursday, then Friday, we both. we cut the field in half, and mm -hmm. we go just to the south. Okay. So all the infrastructure is almost completely built out on the south side, because you use it for four days. Yes. And the way the margins work with the expense of building it and utilizing it, yes. it doesn't make sense to do it on the side with two days. So, do you want to give us a quick idea yep. of the scope? Yep, we can. Uh, if you guys want a shot of the course map, this gives you a feel. This is just a south course. It's where we do the majority of our activations because it doesn't make sense to build stuff on that side when we only play two days over there. So we do pretty much everything over here where the four days are. So and the, the most volume traffic is Saturday, Sunday. Right. Those are our biggest days Heavy for days. sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Friday does still very well as well, but the weekend's a whole nother animal for people. So kind of gives you a layout of everything going on and you see lots of, of circles and squares and other things to grab your eye. A lot of that is stuff we've added over the last few years, evolving from golf to event. You'll see things like the Grey Goose Lounge and the Build-A-Bars by Anheuser-Busch and a lot of food experiences. Uh, fan engagement activations. That's a lot of the additional stuff we brought in that didn't used to exist here as we've kind of grown from just a golf tournament to one of those more broadly appealing social events. I like that. You guys, uh, it's build a bar, not build a bear. No, it I like is not. That. It's, an adult, it's an adult build a bear. When you see the build a bar, <laughs> those things are awesome. That's great. What year did you start? here? Uh, 2013. 2013. First tournament. I started in April of 12. April of 12. Grow up playing golf? Nope. <laughs> Not a golf guy at all. Which Not is a why golf they guy at all. Here. Which is what they wanted a non-golf guy. That's they, fascinating. It had been run by golf people and yes. we were a golf tournament. But yes. what they weren't looking at and what my 14 years with the Padres had taught me was if you're selling, winning, and losing, you're going to lose. The, the league's going to end at 500. Um, you need to control what you can control, which is the experience. So it's, it's not their sports dollar, it's their entertainment dollar. So food, drink, customer service, quality experience, things to see and do to fulfill people's time um, is really the key. And that often uh, was being lost as the focus was on what great golfers we had. Also, our biggest opportunity was always Tiger Woods. Our biggest strength was always Tiger Woods, but our biggest threat and weakness was also that there'd be a day without Tiger. Yeah, and so and how do you we, prepare for that? As we looked at that, it's just like a team that banks on winning. Uh, sure, it's great if you're gonna win every year, but that's not going to always happen. So how do you keep that fan base? How do you give that experience when you don't? Um, you look at a casino. They're built on people going and actually losing money. Yes. But people keep coming back because it's their entertainment dollar at the end of the day. So um, coming over here without a golf background was actually beneficial because I was able to look past a lot of those things and say, how are we doing outside the ropes? And at that time, we, we weren't doing all we could And do. by ropes, what do you mean for the people that don't know? They rope off the golf course. And so we kind of, when I was with the Padres or the Blazers, you know, it was on field or on course or on the court versus kind of up in the stands and outside it. The Padres, the first floor was our business team mm -hmm. and the second floor was the baseball side mm -hmm. and each group had their responsibilities i'd say it's the same here inside the ropes is the competition and the golf outside the ropes is where the fans sit is where it's the marketing and the experiences and the restrooms and the food and the drink and all the other things that we really touch uh, individually throughout the process and golf is unique as a sport because exactly of the ropes is the personal connection that a fan how close a fan can get to tiger woods I, I've I mean, never, it's not like football. It's not like even NBA courtside. You're still that's only limited to such a select few people. We're right. talking about herds of people following one human being that close. The tiger being effect. able to come here as a general ticket holder and get that close to the athlete. Mm -hmm. uh, usually that access is reserved for the highest end customers and that you can get out that close uh, and have that experience is truly unique in the sport. That's incredible. So this is 18th hole. Uh, when we came here uh, about eight years ago, we had eight suites here. So that would be probably just past where that uh, blue TV area is. We went up the wow. side just a little ways. Um, you know, now we're out to 28 of them and we're actually can't build it further out because we're up against trees. So um, 
It's grown quite a bit and more people just adds to the experience. You, you get out here and you hear the roars and the volume of people and you see the size of the build out and it just makes it feel more magical, much more like you're a part of something. So these are corporate partners that are buying suites? Is that how, yep. That's how they're categorized? Yep, much like you see suites in a, in a ballpark or in an arena, these are uh, corporate hospitality. And corporate hospitality, they have to buy for four days? Or uh, you have a, a la carte, we day, have day specific. specific, got it. Yep, absolutely. Perfect, great. Here, we'll let this guy get by us. Oh, he's gonna drop down, all right. But this is where on Sunday, we're gonna learn who the champion is for the weekend. That's the goal. If it happens on another hole, it means we were in a playoff, and yes. that adds a whole nother dynamic to what we uh, try to execute <laughs> out here. So we're I was, gonna hope I, it's on 18. I was here for the playoff, uh, what, whatever year that was with Tiger. That was exciting stuff. Yeah, we've had, in my years, I think we've had four playoffs. So wow. we've learned, uh, learned the twists and turns. You learn how to be flexible. That's it. It yes. adds excitement, but it yes. does add some twists and turns. Perfect. So yeah, it's an interesting, as we talk about the rope lines and the fans, an interesting balance between, uh, just like anywhere else, the corporate guest and you know, the general ticket buyer. And providing value to each of those is really essential. Well, I mean, part of experience is access, right? Absolutely. And that's the ability to sell exclusive access or select access and opportunity to you know, let a corporate client um, come and host. I mean, I've been fortunate to have a lot of friends that have invited me to their box. Um, right. And it's an incredible opportunity. You know, it is. The food is catered there. You're able to sit there and watch the golfers come through, which is unique. It's also a very different entertainment mechanism than some of the other sports. Um, you have a long period of time to kind of enjoy people and you don't have the intensity of the competition. Um, you take when the Chargers were here in town and you go to a box there. there. It was a great experience, but there was an intensity yes. to trying to engage with people. It yes. wasn't always light. And also you could have a great day, a great experience with your guests at a Charger game or a football game, other sporting events and the game comes down to the final minutes and your team loses, <laughs> you can leave that day feeling unfulfilled and it can kind of take away. Yes. One of the nice things out here is you really don't run into that experience. I mean, you might be rooting for a certain golfer, but very rarely are you gonna be so connected to that individual that them not being the eventual champion is somehow gonna put a damper on what a wonderful day you had. I never thought of it, but that's true. That's kind of the same way in tennis, but I guess in tennis you're more committed to a certain player, but in golf, definitely, you have a field of players and you're just more interested in the storyline. Storyline. You, you, you want a great ending. Storyline, great ending, great competition, just a great experience. Yeah. You know, what, what we can control is so much greater. Again, yes. the views, the sight lines, the food, the drink, even little things that people don't think about with outdoor events, but restrooms. One yes. of the most important topics, quality of a restroom, especially to a lot of our female guests. And yes. As we all know, if the female guest attends, it can add to the experience for the male guest. Everyone wins, but often overlooked and outdoor Very events. overlooked. We have season ticket holders for the Chargers, and when we were tailgating in Qualcomm with 300 people, we got to the point where we personally bought our, brought, rented our own restroom for the women coming to the tailgate because it is that important. Absolutely. Something we overlooked before coming here, and one of those odd things when you talk about um, fiscal responsibility of us as a nonprofit and investing in things when you start talking to a board about the need to invest in nicer restrooms and they're not as close to that um, to understand sure. the difference it can make. But we've done that and over time you see the feedback from guests. It's so well received. It's such an important part of your business. Back to experience, it, it doesn't always lead the list. And for those of us who had experience in brick and mortar facilities, you don't even think about it. Correct. But when you come out here, it's really an essential part of what we do. Well, let's go see what else, uh, what else the course has to offer today. All right, let's go. So all the, all the manicuring that's getting done on the course, that's all done by the staff, the Torrey Pine staff. Of the city, of city, the city of San Diego. We are not allowed to touch any uh, grass work, tree work, etc., because it's city and municipal, very controlled. So are they advised by the PGA as to what the standard is for that grass? PGA comes in, their head agronomy team will come in and they'll what have they meetings. Uh, agronomy? Agronomy. So the PGA Tour has an agronomy and competitions department that will come in in advance and check in throughout the year about course conditions. Um, a lot of their team in earnest got on site yesterday and they'll be doing course tours. They'll talk about mowing, and lines and watering and saturation. And uh, it's a lot more technical than you or I trying to keep our front yard together. <laughs> they're, uh, yes. they're looking at things at a whole nother level. Yes. 
but as they're advising, they're not actually doing. They're advising, but testing, I'd say advising, it's, it's strong advisement too, it's because advisement. <laughs> if you plan to um, have their competition at your place, you have agronomic standards that we've got to live up to. Yes. The media was right behind there when we did the catering. Yes, we've since moved there? them out by one. We've oh, grown you moved, since, you moved them by, to, by one, that makes sense. Since you were here, we've grown quite a bit. The media should be by hole one, which is also next to hole eight, 18. Uh, yep, gets them, gets <laughs> them a little closer much, to where they want to be. That's much more logistically, makes more sense. Uh, we've got the Grey Goose fan area. We've got more so sweets. The sponsors that are partners with Farmers Insurance Open. Yep. Are they also partners with PGA, or is that how does that relationship it's work? It's a lot like uh, the professional leagues. You will have some people who, uh, in the PGA world, are called OMPs, official marketing partners. Okay. Um, and they'll be like a league sponsor, just so, like you'd see in the NFL or MLB. They'll okay. sponsor the league, and they'll choose to work with some teams. An OMP would choose to work with some events. But when they're a league sponsor or a tour sponsor, it has no direct impact on us. If they're with Coke, we can work with Pepsi. Yep. If they're with Budweiser, it. it's not we can work with Coors. However, uh, when they do work with the league, you know they have an affinity for golf uh, and what we do. So they're often great prospects to get started talking to. Um, and many times in our space, this outdoor event, they'll have different um, things that they can bring to our event to add value to it because yes. they've invested in things they move from event to event. Okay. Grey Goose here is a great example we'll show you later. They bring a very nice interior build out and build a whole kind of pop-up bar. Mm -hmm. That's uh, a great addition. Uh, up here, we're gonna be putting in the Budweiser, you mentioned the Build-A-Bars. There's Are four, we up? yep, we can walk up here. Sweet. Four giant semis, okay. and the semis actually fold down on all sides, TVs, bar stools, and turn into these giant portable bars. And really? they're, they're a blast, they're great. As a sponsor of the tour, they've invested in these, and they'll drive them around tournament to tournament. So when you partner with them, you're not only getting kind of the traditional sponsorship, you're getting to use some of those assets at your own event. Correct. So over the coming days here at the end, we'll start loading those assets in place, and you'll see a nice course build out, but it's amazing over the next five days when those last things all kind of drop in and come into play, you'll see the, the whole course kind of transform. We call it lipstick day around here. Okay, yeah, what's lipstick day? Um, it's a little like, you know, being very Which sensitive. Day what, day, what day of the week? Tuesday is really the true lipstick so day. So tournament week, Tuesday. Yes, okay. because, um, you know, as, uh, as, a, as a female's getting ready, you know, you plan the outfit, you get dressed up, you put on your makeup, you do your hair, you do everything. The last thing you do, and it brings it all together, is in front of the mirror putting that lipstick on, right? I like it. A little like building a house. It takes a long time to build it, and there's so much foundational work and everything, but that, that last stretch yes. where you really put the finishing pieces in place, that's where it comes together and makes it look really beautiful. That's here. We've got a lot of tenting and flooring and power and railing and things that take us months to do. We start this build November 1st. Um, it's really so infra intense. infrastructure is this infrastructure that you guys own that you guys rent you rent it you rent it yeah. So you have yeah. partnerships because you got to have people that understand what's going on it, here It's it's a big deal the permitting and the things that mm -hmm. go along with structures that'll hold this many safety people. Absolutely yeah. uh, it, It's a lot to think about and so you want to work ADA with, accessibility with people who understand all of these topics and have quality equipment Yes. Um, you you we owe our fans to have a very clean and finished look. So we're still working on how all that gets finished out. And that comes together over the next few days as they really tighten things up. And then those last groups come in and they bring in the furniture. And then our caterer brings in their tables and they, the tablecloths and they lay it out and they make everything look pretty at the end. The Build-A-Bars get into place and are mm -hmm. opened up and suddenly you see it all come together in these last couple days. And even what we'll see here today, while it does look nice to come couple days from now and see what's mm -hmm. in place will just blow your mind to see how far it comes these last few days because sure. a lot of those things don't take long to do or to dress up it's really the infrastructure and these other things as you talk about leveling out buildings and putting down flooring and carpets and rails and railings and everything that goes with it that's the stuff that really takes a great deal well, of time it, yeah it's the cherry on top for right. us we, we bring out the peach cobbler and the last thing that goes on is the cherry it's the right. Instagram moment it's it's what brings <laughs> it all together right, right? You, yeah. you you make the latte it's not the latte it's the decoration you correct put on the top correct. I mean it takes us three months to build it and another month and a half to take it all down 
So they think wow. of it as a four-day event. Is and definitely <laughs> it is definitely not It's a that. calendar event. It's a well, calendar year. Yep. And I mean, you take not just how long it takes to build that. Mm -hmm. um, we need to know how much we're building. Yeah. If we build too much, it kills us, costs mm -hmm. too much. If we don't build enough, my sales team's not given the chance to maximize You don't want to have a dead activation space. Right. So you've got three months to build. Well, all that had to get put on a truck and moved out here and planned. So that's two weeks earlier. And then the permitting in advance of that. Mm -hmm. So four months out, we have to know pretty much what we're building and how much of it. So your sales team has spent their time before that on their process of trying to determine how well, much Well, yeah, to do. because they have a sales deck too that says that, oh yeah, part of your sponsorship is that you'll be on this map. Absolutely. If you don't, if you don't give us money before this map is made, there's you're a, losing that opportunity. There's to a lot get of hard deadlines. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot we've got to think about. Cool. So. Also, last, I think it was, it was either last year or two years ago, close friend, uh, Northwestern Mutual, they had a suite up here and was able to come up. I think Tiger was in that tournament that year. Okay. But we had a good Tiger roar on, uh, on this hole. I'm not sure which hole this is, but. Yeah, so we're behind 15 right now. And this is when we came to the event and saw an opportunity to add more. We wanted to create I mean, a real- This is massive. A real fan zone, yeah. <laughs> this is like massive. So. The giant double-decker Build-A-Bar, we build the floor around it, will actually get dropped right into here, so you'll see a double-decker with music from it, taps on is all sides. Is this concrete put in, or is this concrete This here? concrete exists, so we work around it, yeah. Wow, this um, is a beautiful pad. Signature food and drink partners in here. Harris is actually, we they named the city they're in Funner, yes. and we call this Funner at 15. So we have our post-party here, DJs Friday night, Saturday night, after play that you come out here. Um, but this backs up to our cabanas and the fringe. The fringe by Harris is another thing. We wanted kind of a, a balance between the, the high-end corporate hospitality and the general grounds ticket. And the fringe is kind of like that high-energy sports bar vibe. Cool. You get into a tent. It's not an inclusive area, but it's got unique food and drink offerings, a little more energy, and then Harris comes and dresses it up and makes it really that kind of aspirational step up from a general grounds ticket of how do I get in there and how do I have that kind of elevated experience without going necessarily all the way up to corporate. That's kind of what this represents for That's us. That's so awesome. So we can walk in and show yeah, you what's in there. Another great lipstick example. They're, uh, I, I saw an email today. They're bringing in all kinds of stuff to dress this area up. Yeah. Out here, they're gonna bring giant, you know, bar games and things, giant Jenga and how How toss. long have they been a partner? Uh, about five years with us. Five years? And is it a year-to-year -year partnership, or do they do uh, We usually do multi-years multi with them, and mm -hmm. what's great is they like to get together early and talk about how to raise it to a next level. We've done speakeasies with them. Mm -hmm. We've done some other unique activations. You can see they're starting to put wow. some of their stuff up here now, yeah. but this just scratches the surface of what they eventually do here. Um, totally dress the area up. And again, when furniture's out and That's the concessions are happening, you've got the ocean views. Unbelievable. You've got the golf views. It's, uh, it's really spectacular. What's getting built over there? Is that UCSD? Um, how far out are you looking? Right there. Oh yeah, UCSD's yeah. got about six billion going into the campus That's over it? the next couple of years. So yeah, hopefully some golf fans. They're they're <laughs> growing quickly. Um, over on this side are cabanas. Again, as we looked between a traditional suite and something that uh, represented a little bit more casual environment while still being upgraded, I think we all have a kind of magic association with the term cabana. And that's what these represent. It's kind of this indoor, outdoor food and uh, cabana type furniture will all get loaded in here. So again, as you uh, you see the transformation of this area over the next few days, you get in that kind of high-end beachy furniture back here. Um, we'll decorate the fronts, set up the bars, get everything in place. You've got great views. You look across to the ocean, but you still got the energy in the back. So can you explain more about the Century Club? Yeah, the Century Club, been around for 60 years. Um, we are the host organization of uh, the PGA Tour Stop in San Diego. So much like the Padres are kind of a, a team mm -hmm. that the league needs various teams so their players can compete, and MLB really is about the athletes, the PGA Tour is about the athletes, and they need places for their players to compete. Mm -hmm. And so when they look into a certain city, the tour isn't gonna to operate the event there, just like MLB isn't gonna operate the team. They need somebody to take it over. Mm -hmm. uh, hence, the Century Club was a group of um, business leaders who said we will serve as kind of a board of directors and create an organization with a staff as well, and we will serve as the host in that city. 
And in many cities, the host organizations are nonprofits, much like we are. Are is everyone a nonprofit? No, for, it, for it, PGA? it's it, changed. It, there it's was changed. a time there were a lot more nonprofits, but frankly, um, to really operate well. Um, the agency model and others came into play too, where an agency says, hey, we can do this in multiple cities, we can move our staff around, we can become expert at it. And in many cases, um, the agency model looks stronger than the host organization. We're fortunate here that we've got a strong host organization and we've got a great staff, we've got great support by our board. Uh, San Diego is America's biggest small town, as we all know. So. Someone who understands oh, the local well. fabric and environment <laughs> is helpful. And that's yes. what the Century Club, having been uh, here for so long, really does get. Uh, the way we support the community, um, we support local charities, the way we work with the city, with PD, with fire, with the other groups, um, has really allowed us to maintain a clear definition that we can do this as well as any agency that's out there. And it's allowed us to kind of hold on to this event. Well, it's, keep I mean, it's it. kind of a form of a strategic partnership if you have a nonprofit that's working with city-owned property, right? Right. So it's in the city. It's in everyone's best interest for this right. thing to be amazing. It's yeah. It's a very unique model. Again, many of these tour events are held at country clubs or other places where the the model looks very different. Um, we are all rolling in the same direction here. The tourism message benefits the city directly. Um, being on national television, showing off what San Diego is, is, what's great about San Diego, driving the hotel business and the economic impact of our event, the city's invested in it. So when we work with them about their course or about, again, safety and security and police and uh, the various other aspects that go into running the event, it's great to have a partner who is completely committed to what you're doing and sees the benefits. It's great. I get like I get a lot of requests this week and last week and next week to go to the stations. No. And I'm just going, A, I'm busy yes. and it's really hard to leave, but B, I'm the next guy up. Yes. And that's fine for if I'm doing that for them, I'm filling their time, but for our benefits and exposure of the event, you have to see this. You have to see it. And I think too, and, and I, I'm guilty of it. I grew up here with a stigma in my mind of what this event was. Yeah. Ropes, quiet signs, can you even bring your phone? I'm not <laughs> a big you golf guy. I, you absolutely <laughs> You better can. bring your and, phone. And you better bring your phone, you better post. And we're pushing apps <laughs> and social media, and there's so much. I mean, you better bring your phone. Yes. And yet, there's still a stigma that exists, um, rightly so to a degree, of what it is. Uh, I use the racetrack on opening day as a great example. We have all come to know that that is the social event in town that you want to be at. Yes. But stripping it back to what it is, if you were to tell me, hey, do you want to go to the big horse race? I'm not a horse racing fan. Yes. And if that's how it was presented to me, I don't know that I'd be excited to do that. Yep. And um, I don't know that I, I'm a big sports fan. I've worked in sports. But if you said, hey, do you want to go to this big tennis match? I don't know I'd be excited. But if you showed me what Indian Wells is all about and all the other things going on, you're going to have my interest. And that's yes. been a big challenge here that we continue to overcome is just getting them out there and letting them see it once. Because to a person, when they come back, they say, this isn't what I expected. I wasn't sure how long I'd be out there. I was out there much longer than I thought. I can't wait to come back next year. I saw all these things I didn't expect to be out there because again, in our mind's eye, and frankly, what we were for a long time was a much simpler golf experience. Again. Well, everything that you're doing is working because just having the San Diego goals, Matt Savant, they had all of their partners come and I brought my wife and she was reluctant to come. You know, she doesn't, right. she's not a golf fan, but it's like, you know, we're going to go support the goals and it's a beautiful place. She came and had a phenomenal time, a phenomenal time. And it's, once you get here, then you, then that's where the story, that's where the magic happens. It is. We're, we're blessed to have this venue. As, you it know, sells we all, itself. We all talk about <laughs> but the cost yes, of living back here. Back to what you said, like pay, you have right? to be here to, to get it on camera. You have to see it. You have to you see have it. You have to we, smell it. I mean, that's the, that's the Pacific Ocean. We, we talk so much, and all events talk about their field, their golfers, their the players. And we get asked, oh, you know, who's in this year? And I, I say, our best player is there every year? and always makes a cut in his air on the weekend. And that's that's the ocean. And as, <laughs> I as, love that. as weird yes. as that sounds, all these no, other events on tour don't have this opportunity. Correct. And we pay the taxes we pay and the cost of living we pay to live here. This is what it's for. And Correct. to come out and celebrate it, unfortunately, there aren't many places in town you get to have this sort of a celebration of everything great that is San Diego. So yeah. to come out in that time of year, and come together and see this and enjoy our weather compared to what other people are probably dealing with around the country. 
um, it's it's really a unique experience. It's, it's evolved, amazing. and we just wanna we wanna show it to more people and let them come see it. I agree. What about media revenue? So rights depends that, on on what the organization on the is. So the Padres don't have their web rights. Okay. Because and MLB. social because MLB.com did okay. it, which was smart. And then and they get a cut. Social? They they control their social very much. The as MLB as, controls the Padres social. Yep, as far as what you can, you can post general stuff, but like sponsor activation, like you start to go next level, they want to watch that just because it is an advertising uh, mechanism still. Well, that's that's the magic. Mm -hmm. That's the stuff that I'm talking about. Right. That's the problem. That's why you can't grow that is because of that oversight. The, the, if you don't have the freedom in your own market to right. activate with the sponsor, then it makes it very difficult. It's the blessing and the curse of their model. Yes. Of, um, bringing them all together, the power of the rights for giant sponsorships. Which um, is where all the money's made. Which is why currently. the MLB model made a lot of sense. MLBAM was great. I was there with the Padres when that transition happened and questioned it because of some of the controls we lost, but saw the power of a consistent quality website that even though they all were set up the same way, they were great. Mm -hmm. They were quality. And what it made us all look better. This started uh, late 90s, early mm -hmm. 2000s, when MLB came in and said, we're going to take all of the, the rights. But when you looked at it, certain teams' websites weren't as much of a priority at that time. They didn't look great. 2000 this, and 2007, the first iPhone came out. Correct. The changed world, everything for everyone. The world changed. I don't care what business you're in. Absolutely. And that's it, is a lot of time you're trying to sit and talk about and anticipate technology, but it's moving so fast yeah. that you can't. And there's a balance between falling behind and being nimble enough to jump quickly. And so in the models where the rights are all pulled together and some hands you've got more resources to make sure you're out ahead of those curves mm -hmm. and the first in, um, in other ways, like you said, in a local market, you can't jump. We did some things here uh, with an influencer day and some other things, having complete freedom of our rights is fantastic. This was last year? Just, uh, just a few weeks ago. Oh, just a few weeks ago. Okay. Uh, the power of that and what you can impact very quickly by just inviting some folks out and giving them a behind the scenes tour and them choosing to share it on their own and how many people you could reach so quickly with. And an engaged audience. They're super Absolutely. fans. They, I mean, they've bought into the story or the brand or the influencer and they're following them for a reason. And if they make a recommendation, you trust that recommendation. The magic term used to be impressions. And I think that that term is really becoming outdated. It's yes. not about how many people had an opportunity to see something or saw something. It's how many people connected to something because we're all getting so many more impressions in our own lives every day because it's just constant. There's stuff everywhere bombarding us. How you stand out from that is really essential. And that's where this influencer world is interesting because when it's genuine, we connect to it. We all go to a restaurant, we look at the ratings. We're all looking for consumer feedback on any product we order. Everything we do these days, we're looking for other people to tell us if we should invest our own yeah, time in that. It's not that we buy into it, it's just it's a, one of the filter processes. Absolutely, mm -hmm. and, and we all catch ourselves doing it and to sit here and be a hypocrite and do it in your personal life, but then get in your, your business life and forget about that, you're really missing Some out. Some spokesperson for digital hospitality right here. It's exactly right, but that's the world, the world that we live in. My wife's, before we go somewhere, she checks Yelp. She doesn't even look at the menu. She looks at her phone of the photos that other users have come and uploaded so she can order off of that. Absolutely. I mean, that's the world we live in. Our, our, but but if, if as a restaurant I go, I'm not going to go on Yelp or I'm not going to claim my page, or I'm not going to update the photos, that makes me a hypocrite. We have, to, we have to understand what and how the consumer process is taking place. Yep. And, and that starts with an event like ours. People aren't asking themselves, do I want to go to the tournament? people, their real underlying first issue, it gets into what are the obstacles. Uh, transportation is number one for people. Parking. Parking or Uber in these days, mm -hmm. rideshare. Um, yeah. There was a model years back. You went to Qualcomm Stadium, you parked, you got on a bus, you rode here, and you did that because that was the norm and it was perfectly acceptable. Mm -hmm. No one stands for that any longer. We have conveniences that we're used to. So when you think about the tournament, and even when you think about Uber, you think, okay, well, they know where to drop me off. Will I find a car afterwards or is it going to be hard to track one down? Is there going to be a long wait for a vehicle on the way out? Am I going to get a 4X charge because there's not enough Ubers available? That is honestly our first messaging charge we have to get people past. Yes. Is saying, look, we will help you with the logistics. We've thought of this. We'll make it easy. We're not going to extort you. Yes. Uh, we're not going to put you through too much of a challenge. If you know something's fantastic, the Rolling Stones are playing 
in town, you know you're going to put up with some stuff and you, you know what you're signing up for. Mm -hmm. When it's an event like ours, if you haven't been, your uh, openness to putting up with stuff is, is very narrow. Correct. So the better job we can do in letting people know we've thought of that and come on out and we're going to make transportation easy. We have healthy food options and gluten-free food options. We're going to guide you through the experience with course maps and other things so you'll know where you're going and know what to do. We've got to answer those questions up front because people these days in doing their research, they, they look in advance Absolutely. to know what's going on. You don't go to the restaurant anymore and get surprised by what's on the menu. You yes. often know what's on the menu before you get and there. You might even know what you're going to order. Yeah. yeah. Like no one wants to have a bad experience. Absolutely. When you go to the restaurant, I don't want my wife to order something she doesn't like. Because even it. if I love the food, she's not, guess what? We're not coming back. That's it. So, I mean, exactly. You said that so well because you guys are in the hospitality business, but they had to bring, I mean, that's thinking differently than just a golf tournament. And Absolutely. yes, you have to take care of the golfers. You have to take care of the athletes, but this is bigger. Right. I can't control, I can't control who's going to sign up. I can't control if that person makes the weekend. It's fantastic when Tiger's in. Does he make the cut? Does he compete? A few years ago, he had a back issue and withdrew. If I make him the reason to come, uh, we basically, in those situations, have let down the fan base by leading them to believe that that was your purpose in coming. One thing about golf, uh, unlike a traditional sports event, if you're in hospitality, you're going to see Tiger for, unless you go walking around, maybe two minutes yeah. when he comes through your hole. Yeah. Otherwise, there's TVs in the suites and you'll see the rest of the golfers come through. You'll hear the sounds too. Absolutely. <laughs> but if, if that was your reason, um, you're going to miss out. If we explain to you all the great things and all the great reasons and you come out and experience it for yourself, you're, you're going to find yourself fulfilled. For sure. Well, let's go check out the rest, okay, of the, cool. rest of the spot. That was amazing. You just, you just summarized my thesis probably better than I have. That is, that is the world that we're living in. From and the fact that we have media in town that obviously would love to have you on, but the fact that you've got to get ready. It's a combination. Get ready, show it, and how and do we stand it, out? How is our and voice correct, different? Correct. If, if we're the next up behind the desk, yes. um, is that grabbing someone's attention? Correct. And is it getting produced for the internet first? Right. Is it produced for Evergreen? Because right. that's the thing that all it takes is one person to search and to find it and to that one conversation that says, oh, well, now we're activating. Can it be chopped? Can it be shared? Yes. How does that yes. get out there? How long is the deal with farmers? Seven more years on this Seven more years. Yeah. That is impressive. Well, the value in that is it lets you really plan ahead and be yes. strategic if you're... Well, every year if you're trying to renew or... Exactly. We used to be caught up in two-year deals mm -hmm. and you're spending a lot more time worrying about recapping and yep. extending than you were about let's know we've got you and have the security where we can start getting ahead and planning. Correct. Is Farmers a uh, part of the PGA as well? Um, as, a, as a title sponsor with what they spend, it's high level. They sponsor a few other events. OMPs typically are one who don't title events as much as they sponsor at a smaller level multiple events. Got it. Wow. That is just... Yeah, we can go down in the front row wow. if you want or whatever. Yeah. Let's go to the front we'll go row. down here. The Pacific Ocean is a nice partner, marketing partner. When the weather's right, it's tough to beat, that's for sure. Wow. So, as a part of our mission as a charity, you know, we're always looking at ways to utilize the assets that we have that can add value to the people that we work with. And so, um, military and at-risk youth have been a big part of what we've been about for years and years. And so, over on the 13th hole, we have our Patriots Outpost. Uh, it's a place where military, uh, active duty and their dependents can get in for free, free food and drink. It's hosted by the Harbaugh Foundation. Really? And uh, it's a fantastic way to see those people get a chance to relax and spend time with their family and be out here and take all of this in. Um, we do uh, complimentary tickets for the military. We do a lot of great things in that space. Um, and again, to an at-risk youth, we, we've done a lot of great charitable programs, but we realized um, there was another segment that was important to our title sponsor and that's important to us that we wanted to really raise up and that was the first responder space. Uh, farmers obviously in the insurance category is looking at disaster recovery as something that's very 
big in their business. Yes. And when you look at what they do as an insurance company and who they rely on in that disaster recovery space, the first responders are the first ones there. Yeah. Um, and so they wanted to really look at how to do more in that space. And what's really interesting is that space really can use some of the assets we have that others can't. Um, the exposure we can bring is something a lot of these at-risk youth charities can't utilize. We, we can't show those kids, unfortunately. Yeah. We can't talk about some of the stuff that they work on. They do amazing work and really good things, but they can't always get value from being in the telecast or other things like that. Um, but the first responder space, awareness, and just saying thank you is such a big part of what goes on. You know, the recognition, uh, the awareness, and, and even in a military town where obviously our military is extremely important and we in our city are always thanking and raising up our military, uh, that, that first responder segment does a lot to put their lives on the line. Uh, when we have these fires in California, you have your own version of a deployment where a, a firefighter is, is leaving their family suddenly, and it could be gone for weeks at a time, and they're, they're in dangerous situations fighting fires and doing things, and their family doesn't know when they're back. So again, while very different than what our military faces, there are thematics there that these people, when, when something bad is going on, they're there. Uh, the police, similarly, are, are put in situations where they're always out there thinking about us and watching out for us. And so um, this hole, the 14th hole, follows the Patriots outpost on 13. Farmers wanted to really honor first responders, so they're going to be doing a lot uh, at this hole, hosting first responders. We've had the uh, American flag pin flag on 13 and uniformed military for the last five years holding the pin flag so that the American flag never touches the ground. Uh, like you would normally see when they place a pin flag down. Well, this year we're going to start on 14 having uniformed first responders doing That's the same. Amazing. They're going to have the first responder flag, which is an American flag uh, with a little bit of the coloring changed out to honor the colors of the first responders. And so you will see back-to-back -back holes That's honoring amazing. our military and then our first responders. So it's a really cool initiative beyond the charitable things they're and doing somebody financially actually on and otherwise. This, in the in play we worked with the pga tour wow. and they'll stand behind the green out of the way and as the caddies and the pros step up and remove the flag they'll actually hand it over to a uniform first responder to hold it in place until play is done on that hole then get the flag back and replace and is it, it going to be one responder for the day we'll work a couple responders, couple through, responders through each day through. wow that is amazing yeah, but, so that's something that you're doing something with great intention it's all heart and it's it's part of the century club it's part of the mission of farmers it's Activision, but you actually have to get approval from the PGA. So you need to sell the idea in a way that doesn't affect field of play, yep. right? Absolutely. But do it in a way that's actually what the intention is, which it, is, it, it, are they doing it any other tournament? Uh, other events have done the military, okay. and a lot of that followed after some of our efforts there. Um, and we're the first to be doing it with the responders. It's amazing. And uh, to your point, not only does the PGA Tour have to get uh, on board with that, but the agencies, you know, the military, um, having their people in uniform out there taking the time and making sure that there's an awareness that we're honoring them. It's not a position of service, yes. which um, there was a sensitivity to in the beginning. And it's okay. the same thing now as we've had to work with police, fire, other first responder groups to have uniform folks out here, you know, when they would, they represent their agency. Sure. And again, would never want that position to be anything but a position of honor, not yes. ever deemed as they're out here performing a task. Yes. It's meant to be a, a thank you, a recognition, and an awareness. And that shows up back to national and international exposure. It's really meant as a thank you. Yeah. Um, as the players come through here, they tip their hats, they shake hands with the attendant and the people up here in the areas watching who are in uniform. And uh, it, it just really is a positive step towards kind of that awareness of some groups that we all appreciate, but there are times where that appreciation is a little bit lost. And anytime you can kind of raise that profile again, that's, uh, that's a big part of what we're trying to do. That's incredible. That's that's really cool. I'm, I'm so happy that you guys are doing that. Yeah. That's, uh, that's why sports are unique, you know, especially when you start thinking differently, it gives you a platform to allow, you know, like you said, the military and first responders, the people that allow us to enjoy a leisurely sport like golf in the way that we do and the amount of money that all, what's the economic impact we're talking about in San Diego? Oh, it's close to $50 Fun question, million, right? dollars, yeah. How much? It's close to $50 million. $50 million mm -hmm. every year? Yeah, yeah, You when you look at a, a build that takes three months to do and another month and a half to take down, those are vendors from out of town who are coming here and staying with us and spending their money and, and often in hotels. 
then as the event gets closer, more and more people coming on site. CBS, the Golf Channel, all the media alone, they, they build almost an entire media village now. And How those, many media credentials? Those folks are staying there and there's hundreds of media credentials. This year with Tiger chasing 83, uh, it's going to be interesting how we can even manage the number of credential <laughs> requests that will come our way. Um, everybody thinks they're in the media when they have a chance That's to correct. come see I mean, Tiger. Even barbecue so. people think they're in the media. I tell you what, yeah. Well, <laughs> if your barbecue is good enough, I think you well, earn it. That's so fair it's a little different. That's fair enough. Um, yeah, no, it's incredible. I, like I said, that's to, to have the global stage, but to have the forward thinking, especially back to the cell phones and bringing inside the ropes and outside the ropes, the world that we live in, there's nothing to hide here. You don't have. No. You want this celebrated. You yeah. want people posting. You want people hashtagging. You want people on TikTok. You want them on Instagram, on Facebook. You want them going as long as it's not disrupting the play. And that's what's really been embraced. You know, um, golf is a very traditional game, and they uh, have recognized the uh, changing landscape and are really adapting with that and looking at how their athletes have their social presence questioning you know where, where photography and shooting action and things fit even questions about you know guys tweeting after potentially tweeting during yes uh gambling think about that and that's access right. to gambling and live action is, is something that's very much on the table as the consumer kind of is asking for that well we can't pretend that it's not happening we can't you have to, you have to find out what What's moving the needle, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah What's the, moving the needle? And what you know? What is because athletes are going to change. The tour approved Seven gambling last year. It, wow. it, it's going to be very soon, where you can sit. Um, and this sport is very uh, easy to work into um, an enjoyable gaming and gambling experience. Yes. The cadence allows for a lot of breaks in play, where odds and things can be reset. Betting on a par three closest to the hole, uh, on a on a par five, who's going to drive it the longest, will they be in the fairway? Wow. The, the pace sets up very well to having that opportunity both on site and watching the telecast to have that live gaming. Uh, some of the traditional American sports don't set up as well for it because each play happens so quickly after another mm -hmm. that you don't really have an opportunity to reset odds or get bets in. Uh, in the NFL, right after a play, you see the running back leave and two wide receivers come out and it just, it's happening so fast. Yes. Baseball, if the, pitcher, yeah. if the pitcher works quickly, you don't get that break to kind of reset things. And Interesting. The sport sets up well for it and it, it We're will be- We're talking about mobile gaming. It, absolutely. Yeah. Any, it, any partners? locked in yet with PGA? It's very new. MGM, it's very new. There's they're, a they're there's, working on it. there's a responsibility too that goes yeah. with wading into the waters and so the tour is doing their diligence and looking at how that age works. Do some age verification on a mobile phone, right? So you've got age verification and then uh, like anything there's always those trying to find their ways around the system. So keeping the integrity of the sport out here, fan comment, uh, latency which is how quickly something happens and how quickly it bounces to space and back and gets out there. There's a lot of people far smarter than me spending a lot of time in rooms uh, working through these things to make sure that it's intelligent in the way that's introduced, that it's safe, it's uh, additive to the experience. But what it will also do is bring a lot of people uh, into the sport who weren't there before. If you look at the growth of the NFL, it was fan it was fantasy football and gambling, Absolutely. really, that... that propelled the NFL for a fantasy football to pretend that people aren't gambling with their buddies. I mean, I've been in fantasy football league, God, 12 years at least. Right. But I care about all these individual players on different teams. Right. Now I'm watching games, different games, and I care. Yes, absolutely. And the pot size doesn't matter. It could be 20 bucks. Yep. <laughs> but I care and I'm invested because of the friends that I'm playing against. And that's here. You're going to learn things about players you'd never heard of because yes. on that hole, you decided that you wanted to get behind them and, and, and they happen to be closest to the pin and suddenly you feel some connection. And we see it on a very basic level here in areas like our Grey Goose Lounge mm -hmm. on a par three where people are out just eating and drinking and doing their thing, but I kid you not, how many cups I see being passed between groups because <laughs> they've created their own form of that. Right. It, it increases engagement. It adds to the experience. It adds to the fun. So yes. while it's not sanctioned or anything we're pushing, it's it's a part of it the, happens. the fabric of If we of pretend that it's not happening, we would yep. just be kidding ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. So what else you got to show us? Um, I mean, I think you've got a good sense of these how two about, things. How about uh, where all the action's happening? A little peek behind where the... Uh, we can show you like in the operations yeah. space and some of the other areas. All, about all, all your goes people. All, yeah. Yeah. I can even see if Andy's here. He could give you guys a quick snapshot Perfect. of, of what's going on Let's with do that. it. Back to what you were saying about Del Mar and opening day. You know, Craig Dato's a close friend. We work right. with him and we activate there and they've 
literally been the envy of all of horse racing because of the event activation by turning it into it's cool as ever well and that's it they're they're the event they're the envy of horse racing because they're not horse racing correct and they were willing they're an brave event enough company. to do that yes. and as we've gotten to pga tour meetings when we started talking about this seven eight years ago we were looked at as pariahs and the crazy people <laughs> and now we go to those same meetings and, and they're they, preaching to us about and it. they have notebooks yeah they're, they're taking notes they're preaching to us about it and it's like <laughs> oh yeah i've heard this i've heard this game plan before yeah so um that's that's a part of what goes on i mean again to to the great work craig's team has done their billboards aren't covered with horses no and their reason to come is not about who's going to be running the fourth race now they do a great service to their guests who are horse racing fans correct and they've got tons of those and we have diehard golf fans and we absolutely provide incredible golf here incredible competition so we are still servicing them, but those people, even the golf fans, still loves food, drink, experiential things. Uh, and that's what Craig provides for his people too, is he, he delivers on the horse racing, but he also delivers on everything else. It's amazing. It's, uh, the world is changing back to the, building a website is no longer a website if it's not built for the mobile phone first. Right. Tell, tell me about the app. Um, we're working to keep building the app. The biggest challenge out here is the uh, the needs on Wi-Fi and bandwidth uh, because you see there's no infrastructure. Yes. Time Warner and Spectrum aren't wiring this area because other than we're here, there's no need for it. Yes. And then suddenly we come out here with, <laughs> with 100,000 people and then you think of all these people. CBS cameras pulling oh, bandwidth yeah. and Correct. all of the point of sale yes. on Square pulling it. Yes. Um, the demand gets dramatic what is the demand uh it just keeps growing and well you know everything's changing what does yes. 5g change uh, what correct. and so for us year to year it's hard to even plan ahead of how do we get here when here looks different six months from now yes so app is is a very big topic but it's also don't create something amazing and not be able to deliver it to people so spending some energy on that um let me see if i can track andy down Andy is Andy is my right hand. He's our uh, SVP of operations and events. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, he's he's texting. That's texting and driving. I could get arrested for this. It's only fine on the golf course. That's where voice technology will change when we do this episode three years from now. We'll just be talking to uh, Alexa or, or Steve or Siri or whoever it is. The virtual assistant. We'll get a hold of Andy. We'll take you by our <laughs> operations yard. You can kind of see where they start this from. It's amazing though when they bring in the tenting and they stack up all of this equipment. You're just like you're going to put all that stuff out yeah. here, <laughs> and it disappears quick, and it's all over the golf course. Um, even you know back here, back of house, you know the, yeah. the commissary is going uh -huh. in today. Our caterer moves on site tomorrow. Who's the caterer? Behind the scenes, Behind BTS. The scenes, yep. Have you ever dealt yep. with them? Uh, they were they were at Wonderfront. Okay, yeah, John and Sarah are great. They cater the Olympics. Are they? Did they get the 2028 bid? Um, they do. On it. They do parts of it. Uh, uh, I might take us up here. Quick. Up here, we're going up to the yeah. Just uh, act like you know where you're going. <laughs> so yeah, they're um, they do NBC's catering at right. the Olympics always. Go straight through, straight and then through. we're gonna go back inside that blue fence just to give you a quick look at the operations yard. We're gonna go up here to the right. No bar you can't drive. What's that? I jog, you he's know I driving, run. He's been, he's been driving very well, actually. They give me a hard time because I'm usually on foot <laughs> uh, because once a lot of traffic gets out here, golf it's, carts are pointless. Yes. And I'm in pretty decent shape, so I'm known to jog. You're running man. Or yeah, just get places yes. quick that way and it's faster than a cart, so they think it's all hilarious. And <laughs> they then, think it's hilarious that you're getting your steps in? Yeah, then they give me grief about it. It's like, <laughs> I got nothing to say to you. Uh, wow. Let me see if Andy's here quick, and if he is. Oh good, there he is. 
It'll Fast be fast. Sean. This is Sean. What's going on? Sean catered our media center a few years ago. Yeah, well, nice. Yeah, we, uh, we did the barbecue catering on the Sunday that the golf tournament got canceled and moved to Monday. Oh, that was it was yeah. great working with the media and giving them barbecue, giving them a reason to actually have, Everyone you know. Barbecue. Uh, they, I they remember coming time. to your tent and I was so hungry and so ready to try your stuff. And you're like, Marty, come on. And we were like talking, Andy had to call like, the evac that day. Hug. And I was like, this is going to be one of the darkest days of my life um, because we're going to call a public evac that is either going to save lives or get us fired. So there yeah. was, there, that was, I've, I mean, I've lived in San Diego my whole life and I've never seen weather like that where trees were getting uprooted. Oh man, yeah. It's you just not. to start the, the safest trees. Yeah, it was crazy. So you're the right hand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what does that mean? He what knows. Does that entail? All the, all the question. smart questions you asked me that I, yeah. that I hemmed the, and hawed over, like, he ah, gives the real answers to them. Probably did an all right job answering. He, he asked. How many, uh, how many, go- how many golf? Additional golf carts are we talking about? That we bring that in? That you bring in. 144. 144, and, and that's then for 76 who? more for, that's for all Susan. The, yeah, and we have all the uh, vendors, operational partners that come in and need them, as well as like the PGA Tour supports. So you you have to distribute all of those carts? Chris on our team does that, yeah. Is there, is there a master board that does that? Like Where's that master spreadsheet? Yeah, so master spreadsheet get, or digital. Everyone ends up I mean, gets uh, like it. labeled. So. Everyone gets labeled and everyone checks it out properly. Yeah, they have and to they ever all get re- actually re- sign a golf cart waiver. Yeah, a lot, of course, legal yeah, things yeah. have changed. Well, yeah, we you get a few guys in a hurry running over feet, and all of a sudden everybody's when the signing tour waivers. Comes in, then like with CBS and everyone else, I would say we have between 480 and 500 carts on this property at any one time. 500 carts working their way around, and then you have tens of thousands of people. You have the VIP, VIP, the people that are. Well, we don't allow VIPs to drive cars. Yeah. yeah. We just have that one glider shuttle that takes yeah. people around. That's the glider about shuttle, it. that's yep. the one. But all the things you and I were talking about, the cadence of things coming in, yes. that's all Andy orchestrating that area from the tents and infrastructure, then the flooring, then the power, and each thing that comes in underneath, starting that whole build. You asked about how much fencing. I mean, this is, this is the man 12,000 feet who, of fencing? We have over that about. Over that? Yeah. So I was several talking. Several miles. Several miles. Yeah. It's a lot of fencing, and that's for access. Yeah. Multiple different points of a lot access. Lots for back of house, though. Too. Okay. And then signage. signage. You do that. You do that. A company from uh, yeah. We bring in a company though from yeah. Phoenix to do that. So you park an RV on anything site. Anything that's do that. like temporary. If it's on the map, you deal with it. Right. So our, our team, does. <laughs> we all do. So I mean, these are the people that that make it happen from AV or security power distribution, restrooms, tenting, all that. So mm-hmm. each individual section of that is usually one company, like fencing for instance is two. Fencing and restrooms and barricade are all one company, but it's just working with all of them and everyone owns their own area mm-hmm. because they're, well, they're professionals in their spot. Sure, so, yeah. well it makes it easier. Yeah. Would you say 90% of your work is done before lipstick day? I'd say pretty much, yeah. You're doing the bulk of the calendar year until lipstick day, and then right. you're and then you're overseeing. You only get you know you only get one shot to get it right. Yeah. So. And then the teardown's not easy either oh, yeah. because everybody wants to get home, but it has to be taken down in reverse order of how yes. it was built up. So it's ten weeks up, it's, and six weeks down. Because so we a lot of yeah, a lot of the stuff is you don't own either, right? Right. We don't own anything. That's even better. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's truly is a blank slate. Like yeah. you would think we come and there are certain things in place. He has very little to work with. Some other events they'll have. Rest, restrooms that are permanent on site or power run certain places or other things and not uh, not so in our case wow it's incredible well I'll let you get back to work it's a pleasure sounds meeting. like you got a lot of work to do right. <laughs> yes mother nature participates life's a little easier on all the stuff that we're working yeah on. for sure so some of the things that you think of an outdoor event the things you'd really capitalize on yes um, are beyond our control so we do our best to work with those who have the rights and make it all click Yes. But it is different when we rent this course, you would assume certain rights automatically came to us that do not. How much for MLB, like for a team, how much does the retail, what part of the pie is retail? It depends a lot on the team. The percentage of the pie might always be somewhat similar, Uh but you take fan loyalty. Like the Steelers or the Yankees. The Red Sox, yeah. yeah. You look at the type of uh, retail sales that they're going to have because of fan affinity and not just, you know, in your own market. There's, there's probably places in the U S where the Red Sox merchandise in that market still outsells the team there. 
Yes. Red Sox are selling hats all over the U.S. When you go to um, Walmart right now, I bet you they've got Red Sox hats for sale, they too. They probably do. But I guarantee you, if you go to the Walmart in Boston, they don't have a Padre hat sitting on the counter. <laughs> You're probably right. What's up, Sunshine? How you doing, bud? Woo! Um, so, so in that scenario, you would say they do a lot more in merchandise than the Padres do. But then if you looked at their overall revenue pie, they also do a lot more than the Padres do. So the percentage of that revenue in retail may be similar. Mm-hmm. We're just talking about a lot bigger pie. Yep. Interesting. So tell me about the qualification process for the influencers. Yeah, Since a- you guys are on the cutting edge of, of doing that, it's really all businesses, all events. I mean, if you're accepting an influencers, you have to somehow qualify yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. The influencer is a term that's getting thrown around and it reminds me a lot of about 10 or 12 years ago when Hispanic marketing was a big term here and everybody needed it, but very few companies stopped long enough to understand what it meant. Yes. And, you know, especially in San Diego, the Hispanic market was very diverse. You had first generation. Yes. You had third generation who didn't even speak Spanish and yes. you couldn't attack them all the same. And you had to really take the time to understand it if you were going to capitalize. But many companies just had budget and said, we just need this. They didn't even know what it meant. And yes. I'd put influencers into that category as well. Everybody's so quick to say influencer, influencer, and doesn't know what it means. Um, we could sit here and think that somebody who has a million people um, following them is In, on a whatever, better fit on, than on somebody who has 20,000. Right. Yes. right. Well, if those million don't live locally, they're not going to drive the needle yes. for the things we need. And what do you need? What's your uh, top it's, need? It, it's awareness. It's yes. spreading the word. It's you know true branding. Yeah, true belief um, and messaging as hey, this is unique. You need a can't miss. You need an influencer who doesn't look like a golfer. Yes, doesn't talk like a golfer and isn't a golf person to say hey, I went out and this thing was awesome, and you need to check it out for yourself. When they can say that genuinely, not when you purchased them saying that and it comes off as, go check out the Farmer's Insurance Open. Instead, they come out here and they're taking pictures and having an experience and raving about what they see and do. Yes. That's when it gets really genuine and really powerful. So we, uh, we looked at what influencers could represent for us. And we said, let's not get overly enamored with the quantity of followers. the people they have let's yes. talk about the quality of the followers and then the quantity the quality of the person and what what was the platform split if you will are we instagram first uh we definitely instagram heavy instagram uh, we're heavy. finding that where things seem to be headed in demographics we're at ability to hold things and have them come back to life months from now and have memories um Instagram was good. We started, we're the first event to have a social host on Instagram. Okay. So we're working with a young lady who um, had a following of her own, but she's able to put word to a lot of the things. So we're not just putting out a picture with words over it. The last thing that was missing was that real person for our own posts. Yes. And to bring these influencers or golfers or food experiences to life too, that she can go on and it's a small media channel. She can so go she on. she becomes essentially the reporter she does she takes over the channel she takes the channel over with us and when we have a a new signature food item she can go to our caterer and talk to him about it and taste it herself and talk and then look and say hey i'm going to be out there give this a try and her name's Alyssa. she's got her own following she can cross share with but as we get Mm. with other influencers Alyssa can invite them out she can give them a tour or go on a food experience get to know them they can post and take traditional pictures but if they want to spend some time or interview or just create a short video or you know, all the different ways we see people share on Instagram. Mm-hmm. She creates those things, shares it cross-platform with them. They're spreading it out, introducing new people because the content she's showing isn't golf content. Yes. It's fun. It's experiential. She's inviting these influence, influential people out to have experiences that they're invested in. Yes. We're getting them behind the scenes, and it's the kind of content that their people want. Yes. So we're providing the value to them, not that I got another endorsement, because if you have too much endorsing, you're going to lose your followers. Yes. We're giving them these unique behind-the-scenes opportunities genuine. that are it, genuine and real. Gen, yeah, once it's genuine, it's the difference between a, a radio host 
getting a read and they're reading a 15 yep. second spot that they have never been to the place of business. They don't know who owns it. They're just literally reading about a car dealership as opposed to a different radio host that goes and knows the car dealership owner, right. that knows the family, that can tell you about the sale. Like all of a sudden he's become just an extension. Absolutely. And you're much more likely to go and do business. Absolutely. With them. That's what we are focusing our energy on is providing these experiences, letting these people come in and live and breathe some elements of what we're about. And so often those experiences are uh, that person coming in with a bar of expectations here and leaving with that bar here. And that's when you know you've got the hook in them because they're not going on and saying, oh, and to Tori today it was great. They're choosing to share multiple yes. things that they saw and did. And it's a picture of them. And look how much fun I'm having. You wish you were here and creating that fear of missing out and that kind of longing to be a part of what's going on and saying, hey, you want to be like me? You want to have this cool thing happening? You can have it. Come, come do it. Come be a part of it. So we've seen great success. Um, traditional media is is changing, yes. and the ghosts of traditional media are pretty much gone. Yes. And even this is going to become traditional media. That's <laughs> how we get this, our content. Well, this is our first mobile video podcast that Digital Hospitality has ever produced. Um, this was incredible. You just gave us an entire idea of all the moving parts that it takes to put on a PG event, partnering with the city of San Diego and a nonprofit, plus all the activation, plus the digital hospitality side. I mean, really, our thesis is that everyone's in the digital business and everyone's in the hospitality business. Absolutely. If there's not a blending of those two, I don't care what you're selling, I don't care what cause you're trying to raise money for, you have to understand that the world is changing and then you have to amplify that message by doing the things that you guys are doing. Absolutely, yeah, that's, it's sensory uh, awareness is what we've kind of called it. And we're giving them all the things that they want. They want the visuals. Yes. They can't be there to smell it and taste it, so we have to use the visuals to kind of tell that story. And it's getting around and, and showing people as much as you can. We want pictures, we expect pictures now. Not pictures, just words. videos, short videos. We, want, we also want words, we also want audio. You know, we want to hear from someone like you that's actually running an entire village. You've you've set up your own village in San, in the city of San Diego right. on the bluffs of court of Torrey Pines. But um, thank you for your time. Absolutely, we come really, out and really see really us after it. Lipstick Day. See after what Lipstick it, what Day, what it is when the curtains go up because there's a lot more a uh, lot more to come. Do you bring lipstick to Lipstick Day? Does uh, Marty have his own I, lipstick? I will not answer that question <laughs> because I know you have a lot of great people who watch, and many of those know me. So oh, that's fantastic. I'll keep that one to myself. Well, we we couldn't thank you enough. Uh, you're amazing. My pleasure. That's the yeah, best. We'll do it again. Absolutely.